Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kosmeski. Today I'm interviewing Cindy Heine. She founded SyncStream Solutions in 2013 to combat what is still existing to be mounting confusion amongst employers about how to navigate and comply with the Affordable Care Act and all of the regulations. And she has been in the healthcare industry for quite a while. And I am really interested to hear from her and hear about what she thinks is happening in the healthcare industry and what she's been able to do to create this company that's been able to solve some of the problems. So welcome, Cindy, to the show. Thank you, Mary Beth. It's nice to to be here. So how did you get started in the healthcare industry? Let's go back and just talk about, you know, you've been in the healthcare industry for a while. How did you get started there? Well, actually, I got my start in uh, faith-based healthcare. And um, while it may be an unusual path for me, it really was a responsive face. I started as a hospital chaplain um, and then actually worked my way into uh, middle management positions and then eventually into executive positions overseeing the mission, vision, core values, values integration uh, work within faith-based healthcare. So that's, um, for me, that's how I got started and um, began to understand the intersections of things like a bond rating um, to being able to carry on a mission to care for the poor. Very interesting and and very noble as well in how those things came together. Um, how did you decide to and what was what was the thought process to starting your own company? Well, actually, um, I was working in faith based healthcare, and my father had started really towards the end of his career um, a firm that did employee benefits consulting. And so we did not wake up one day, or I did not wake up one day and say, "I want to own a company." <laughs> and how are we going to go about that? Um, I actually had been on the board of my father's company since its inception in 1998. And it was clear to me that there were opportunities there and we needed some leadership to be able to bring uh, those opportunities and, 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 and really grow his legacy and frankly make it my own. So, and, and with the work of myself and my two sisters, um, I work with, uh, them every day, which is a wonderful, wonderful gift. Um, we were able to continue his legacy. And, and in the midst of that work, the Affordable Care Act was born. And we knew that it meant sentinel change for our organization. And we have one of two decisions to make. We either fold up shop and go home and say that was a nice run. Or we dive in, learn everything we can, and figure out what the strategy is from there. And we chose the latter of those. Uh, in doing that, we wanted to diversify associated benefits, um, and, and, and because of that, um, went to learn everything we could about this new thing called the ACA. This is before Regulation 1 was in place. It was just after the law had been passed. And um, in learning everything we could, we came across this wonderful gentleman, uh, Arthur Tacchino. Arthur's job was to read, learn, and create curriculum around this new thing called the Affordable Care Act. In doing that, he wrote it down, uh, put it in Excel spreadsheets, realized there might be a product there. Long story short, he released a product. We saw an opportunity, so we went um, to see if we could be his marketing arm 
Uh, the first thing we did was get a national contract for him. And six months later, we bought the controlling interest in the company because we saw the uh, potential there. So I wouldn't say it was a grand plan <laughs> other than what's the opportunity in front of us? What's the challenge and how are we going to react to it? Well, very interesting, but I'd like to, to take a step back and ask you, you know, because sure. on the Female Insight Zone, what we what we love to learn and hear about are some of the the good and the maybe not so good of things that happened. And I want to know, you know, sitting on the board of your father's company, was there a different kind of scrutiny for you? Did, did people listen to you? Did they, you know, how did your father set you up in that particular situation and your sisters as well? Well, you know, it's always been a team effort. And um, my dad is a very humble man, but a very good uh, sales executive. And from that, he really understood what he knew and what he did very well and the things that he needed help with. Um, and I think we have, you know, having grown up with him and he's been in the same industry his whole life and we kind of have a similar thought pattern. So I'd see it much more as a, as a, a team effort. I mean, we had some tough conversations, you know, the very first most difficult conversation I have ever had with him is when I had to negotiate my salary. (laughs) And uh, my words back to him were, you know, my father taught me never to take the first offer that was given. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, he's ruining the day, right? (laughs) Yes, 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 exactly. And so it goes from there. Um, You know, but by and large, it's been a blessing. That part has been the, that was really the hardest part. And, And, you know, the change that comes with, succession planning and and actually moving from what I'd call succession planning into succession implementation. You know, um, recognizing, okay, if you want me to be uh, responsible for this, then that means I have to make those decisions. Um, And we had a a few tiny little bumps in that road, but but by and large, very, very little. And uh, he's still today a very important thought partner for us. And uh, we call him our recliner consultant, and um, and that's a huge benefit to us. The history, um, especially in this time of healthcare reform, and the longevity of what he's seen in in business cycles, um, is incredibly helpful to to all of our companies, actually. Yeah, well, that's it's amazing to be able to have that resource there. Who wants to be your recliner consultant, right? And wants to continue exactly, to help. And, exactly. Yeah. What's something that you and learned from him that you keep doing, uh, or that you know, part of his legacy? What is something that you learned from him that um, that you'd like to share? Um, you know, probably. The, I mean, there are many, many lessons from from him and my mom both, but I, I think from him in particular. Um, he is by far one of the most generous people I know. And he likes to say there's a difference, and he's acted this out many times over, um, generosity and kindness does not equal weakness. Hmm. Um, there's plenty enough money to go around. I'd rather take a small part of a larger pie than have the whole pie myself um, because I can get to more pies. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's that sense of what I, I take that and, and turn that into, for me, what is a sense of, there's a true sense of abundance. There is plenty to go around 
let's work with people we enjoy working with. Let's partner with people that have the same kind of like-mindedness and energy, but complementary skills. And um, let's find the win-win. You know, there's plenty enough to go around. And that's not weakness. That's just a good business sense. Yeah, it absolutely is. I love it. I think that that is a great lesson um, to have learned from your father and to carry forth. So with the changes or the non-changes in the Affordable Care Act, what do you think is going to happen? And how do you think people should think about this, you know, with the, the government maybe changing it, not changing it, and it seemingly now not changing it? It is quite a roller coaster, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Well, it, it is indeed, and it has been for us too. Um, I, I think the first thing to remember is that the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land and will remain as such. So the best thing companies can do is to fulfill the requirements of the law, go through their tracking, do their reporting. Um, if they're already late, they need to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I think they need to continue regardless of political view, uh, the safest thing to do in anything within the compliance world is to do the best you can to report what you know. Um, so I think that's the safest bet in, in the immediate, and I would say the short term, because anything that at this point that goes through in terms of changes relative to the Affordable Care Act or any other version of that, um, is going to have to go through the Procedures Act process, which means that it's going to have to be, uh, regulations are going to have to be promulgated, they're going to have to be time for feedback on those, and then they get finalized. So it is, um, there are no instant changes here. I see. Yeah, I, it, it is very, it's very confusing, but I think what you're basically saying is control what you can control. And you, yes, exactly. we can't control what anyone else is going to do. We can only control what our company does with the law of the land. So I guess that that is, um, that is really good advice. If I could just add one thing to that, maybe. Yeah. Um, particularly, I think Mary Beth, for larger employers, particularly publicly traded um, companies, it's really important for them to be a part of that because their risk tolerance uh, for things that they can control and choose not to and, and for their shareholders, it's just not going to be there. And, and so that, I think, becomes even more um, paramount, if you will, for those type of employers. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So what's the one thing in your career as you look at everything that you've done so far, the one thing so far that is the thing that you're most proud of? I think building SyncStream to um, having over 30 employees today from nothing. Um, and doing that without any outside uh, venture capital. Uh, we really have done this through our own efforts and through our own capital. And, um, and seeing not only just that flourish and, and get to almost 10,000 customers, but to see the way in which we've done that and the team in which we've built and the culture uh, with which we serve um, has been by far the greatest accomplishment. Yeah, I think it's an amazing accomplishment. So how can people reach you and find out more about SyncStream Solutions? Give us some of your website sure. information. Well, absolutely. Um, website is www.sync-stream.com. Can't forget the dash, stream, I can be reached at Cindy H. 
at syncstream.com. That's C-I-N-D-Y-H. And um, we're happy to give out any kind of information um, that folks may want to know about our services or um, about our particular company and the way in which we do business. Well, I think this has been very a very interesting interview. Um, you know, you talked about <laughs> things related to your father and related to a, really a family-owned business and, and what you gained from that and then starting this new company and, um, and even starting with your faith-based beginnings in the healthcare industry. I just think it's wonderful, and thank you so much for sharing things with us today, Cindy. Well, you're welcome very much. I hope you got what you needed, Mary Beth. Um, in terms of something of interest, perhaps. To oh, ab- absolutely. And from the Great. Female Insight Zone, this is Mary Beth Kosmaski. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.